Hello, and this is Joe, aka the Curvy Geeky Fangirl for the first ever Curvy Geeky Fangirl Rundown is what I'm going to be calling these things. Basically, I just thought it'd be interesting to put my thoughts and perspective out there for all of the geeky television that I watch. So this will be quick things about DCTV, specifically Supergirl, The Flash, Black Lightning, and probably a little bit of Magicians since I try to keep up with that as well. I don't watch everything, everything, because there's only so much time I have in the day, so it'll probably be just focused on those passions, maybe more, who knows. But in the meanwhile, I'm just going to be trying to figure out how to work this Anchor app. There we go. I think I figured out how to keep that recording. All right, anyway, so this will just be for me. Um, so according to this thing, I only get five minutes per session, which seems like forever now that I'm watching this clock, but it's probably not a lot. So, uh, real quick, um, who the heck am I? I'm Curvy Geeky Fangirl. I have an online presence and a website, curvygeekyfangirl.com, where I focus mainly on fandom fashions, geek fashion. How to parlay everyday clothes into regular geek outfits for like work or, you know, the mall. Does anybody go to the mall? Probably not. Anyway, uh, most of this I came from an idea I had one Halloween. I wasn't able to dress up like I wanted to because I'm an adult and I work at a place. So um, in order to adhere to that work's rules and regulations for dress code, I thought I'd you know try to get around it by doing like an everyday cosplay type deal. And I thought it was a freaking genius and that, you know, the, the world had not seen this, this creativity because I figured out how to parlay Doctor Who into my everyday work outfit. Um, so I remember going online and checking it out and being really, really blown away by the fact that A, I wasn't the first one to think of it, and B, so many creative people are out there just putting these outfits together. Uh, the main takeaway I got from my quick research on everything was that although this was something that a lot of people were exploring, consistency on it wasn't the greatest especially if we're talking about plus sizes which is what I am there were some that were doing it but not a whole lot and none of it consistently so I was like I probably I can do that I'm pretty sure I can do this I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do this so I started doing it and I've been having a blast doing it I say all this stuff about consistency but honestly if you looked at my website it looks like I haven't touched it in forever but there's good reason for that. I ended up starting a collaboration with fanbros.com. So if you guys don't know what fanbros is, you should definitely check them out. That is for all nerds. They are the voice of the urban geek and they're all about inclusion being revolution. So they try to cover the spectrum of diversity that is geek culture, because it's not geared towards just one entity, but many, and it's wonderful. So you'll see most of my consistent work over there at fanbros.com. Every so often there'll be something on curvygeekyfangirl.com. And I'm starting to branch out a little bit more. I've got a podcast with a friend, People of Culture, where you'll get a little stuff in Curvy Geeky Fangirl Corner in that section. But mostly we talk about trending topics and just, just things we want to rant about. So that's all of my plugs for everything. And like I said, I'm probably just going to use this to talk about the TV shows and do like little mini recaps because I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings. And I feel like I should get that out there and just add this to my repertoire of doing things because why not? It's fun. Okay, on to Supergirl. 
So Supergirl last week felt like a filler episode to me. Uh, I've been watching Supergirl since the first season. Okay, well that's kind of a stretch. Basically, I waited till the first season was all the way done so that I could like binge it, basically, and see if it was really something I wanted to get into. It was. So I watched all the first season, watched all the second season, and now we're into this third season. And as someone who's been watching the series, I feel like, I mean, all the shows are guilty of this, of having like action-packed episode, action-packed episode, and then a filler episode. And then goes right back to action-packed episode. And I definitely feel like this Lena Luthor episode was a filler episode. Um, no offense to the actress or anything, I don't care about Lena Luthor. Not unless she becomes a villain. Not unless she finds out who Supergirl really is and she realizes it's Kara or something and she becomes integral to the team. Right now she just kind of floats in the background like, okay, I'm here. I'm mad rich. My brother tried to kill, you know, Superman. My mom's insane. Like that's, that's really all we got. And that's what we got in this episode as well. Just like nothing. Huge spoilers. I'm going to go into this episode. If you don't like spoilers, I probably might have already done it, but just in case. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So in this episode, the primary focus was Lena trying to figure out what's going on with her arch nemesis. So this guy who I, I don't even care about, so I don't even know his name, but basically he tried to kill her previously and he's like a rival of hers in the business force. And randomly, you know, after another unfortunate meeting between the two, he gets into his car and his car like has a mind of its own and takes off and like tries to kill him and he's got a dive bomb out of his car. So I guess in retaliation, he goes after Lena and like poisons a drink and they got to help and, you know, fix out, fix Lena. And then, you know, as they're trying to figure out why he's doing what he's doing and, you know, and then he tells them, you know, I know you tried to kill me with the car. Lena puts two and two together and we find out her mom's back in the picture. Mama Luther is for whatever reason back in this picture and is like, you know, I'm coming after the guy who tried to kill my daughter because whatever, they didn't, nothing made sense. This woman couldn't stand her daughter like just oh, not too long ago. And I don't know why we're having the same fight over and over and over again with her being a Luther and yada yada blah, blah, blah. So the whole episode was just about Lena Luther, like coming to terms with the fact that her mom is crazy again, finding out that her rival is also crazy again and trying to outthink everybody again. It was just a major repeat. The only good things I think we got out of it was the fact that uh, Rain's, you know, everyday personality. And again, I don't know her actual name, but anyway, her, She's realizing she's starting to slowly catch on that she's missing time. She's missing large chunks of her day and she can't, she's not, it's unsettling because she has no idea why this is happening. And mind you, so all the, all the knowledge she's got right now is that a couple of times she's managed to have bullets ricochet off of her. She was able to lift ridiculous things. So she's got little breadcrumbs here and there but isn't exactly sure what's going on. And nobody else seems to really understand that she's also dueling with this other personality. So that's, I think that's the only thing we really gleaned information wise from this episode. Everything's being saved until the next episode. And, and then on, on top of that subject, I don't know why Mon back in the picture either. I know there was a lot of backlash 
with Monel coming into the picture last season because it kind of took on like these damsel in distress tropes that they were supposed to be avoiding with having a female lead. And I, got, I understood that, but I also was rooting for them. But now they're like cementing that Monel and Kara are not getting together. He's married, he's from the future, they're doing all this other stuff. Why is he still here? Why are we still having him in the episodes? Whatever. I'll continue to watch it though, because I still love the show. The show still seals the deal for me. It's amazing still. Okay, so on to the Flash now. So Flash is really the reason why I got into DCTV real quick. There's also going to be spoilers for this upcoming Flash episode. So if you don't want to hear this, turn back now. Okay, so Flash's campiness and just all around silliness is what got me into DCTV in the first place. I know more about Marvel character-ish things. I say it like that because I, mostly all of my knowledge from Marvel comes from TV shows I watched growing up. I was a 90s kid. X-Men was everything, it was everything and more. And so I'm more familiar with the Marvel side of things, especially with all the films that have come out. DC is still something I'm slowly getting into, mostly because I am Batman and Superman out. So when I see other characters that I don't know that much more, that I don't know a lot about, like Supergirl and Flash and Black Lightning, then I get a little more interested and I start checking it out. Um, because, you know, I mean, Arrow is also out there, but Arrow to me just, it really feels like I'm watching Batman. Like, rich guy gets training, vigilante. But anyway, neither here nor there, on to The Flash. So Flash's episode last week was one of my favorites. I'm a fan of Goldberg. I was so excited that he got this part in the show. Could I tell you what the name of his character is? Nope. But he was in the show, right? And it turns out he's in jail for being wrongly accused of some crime. He wasn't even the person that committed the crime with somebody else. And it's another person who ends up being a meta, potentially? Potential meta? Anyway, so uh, Flash last week, we got like Honey, I Shrunk, Team Flash situation. I just love everything Dibney. Dibney is really pulling it in for me. I really, Ralph Dibney is just everything. It's just, he's hilarious and just terrible all at the same time. And he's very much learning like training wheels learning how to be a hero and i'm really rooting for him to stick around i just think he adds like a lot to the show so i was glad that we got to see him in action as a little mini ralph dibney him and and cisco trying to figure everything out <coughs> apologies i have a cold so um this episode technically could be seen as a filler uh, we got a little more information on what's going on with Flash, but it didn't really move the actual story forward until the very end of the episode. So this was all about them kind of putting out little fires here and there. We find out that uh, somebody has new powers with their pregnancy. I want to say her name is Camille. Camille? She, we find out apparently she's got, you know, dark matter just kind of ruminating from all of the stuff that's been happening in Central City. And apparently her pregnancy has kind of activated it into a mind reading deal. Does this power come in handy and actually help them save the day for something? No, they use it to explore her relationship, which I guess, okay, sure, why not? I don't know why we need that unless she was also going to help some, whatever. That's Team Flash business. 
I really liked how it culminated like towards the end of everything. They had to square off with the villain. They managed to figure out that this villain is also tied to another case Barry is working on. And they don't exactly get the resolution they want with this villain because he ends up like, I'm not saying, you know, as they're taking him into custody. But Barry takes it upon himself to be like, well, I'm going to make sure that this guy gets what he deserves. And in the middle of the night, he thinks he's got everything under control. He uses the flash powers and brings this guy to a random place in Asia where everybody's just silent for some reason that he really wanted to go there. Sure. And then he thinks he made it and gets back into his cell on time. But it turns out, no. It's this, uh, I want to say the captain or commissioner or warden, basically, whoever was running this prison. He put in a secret camera and caught everything. And now he knows Barry's the Flash. And it turns out not only that, he's one of the monsters that he was warning Barry about the whole time. And he's got dealings with another meta that is actually has a connection to Caitlin and, and Killer Frost and is trying to sell Barry to her. And that's how they ended the episode. Still like Team Flash, interested to see where it goes from here. Really hope next episode pushes the story further. That'd be greatly appreciated actually. Okay, and this is bringing us to Black Lightning. Black Lightning is the latest addition to DC TV, and they're keeping it separate from the Arrowverse right now. So they have no interactions with Supergirl, or Flash, or Arrow, or Legends. Is Legends done for the year? It might be. So Black Lightning has been a pleasant surprise. I'm not gonna lie. I know Black Lightning through the, through the DC TV cartoon, Oh, oh my gosh, Static Shock. Oh my gosh, I almost said The Flash again. That is not it. So in, okay, so I wanna say it was the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. There was an animated show called Static Shock that was amazing. It was based off of Dwayne Duffy's comic strip for Static Shock. And I remember watching it and being amazed at the diversity in this cartoon show, right? You had Virgil, who was a black kid. His best friend was a white guy. His crush was an Asian girl. And like, and then they had this whole, I remember they had a whole like holiday session where they just touched on all these different holidays that everybody celebrates. And I just loved it so much. And it dealt with like real life things at a kid level. Like there's, there was a whole, the whole beginning is like how there's drug dealers in the neighborhood and they're almost getting, Vir, luring Virgil in and he decides not to. And, and that's part of the reason why he gets his powers. So uh, in one of the episodes for Static Shock, he meets his idol which is Black Lightning. And that's the only reason I know Black Lightning because they have kind of similar powers. Uh, static Shocks is more magnetic, more, you know, static electricity versus, you know, full on electricity, which is what Black Lightning has. So when CW announced that they were doing this TV show, I was like, oh no, it's CW. They're not like outside of this show. I couldn't tell you another show they have where, oh, well, Jane the Virgin, where they have a person of color as the lead and not an action show. So I remember seeing it and just being like, okay, here we go. But that first episode of Black Lightning blew me away. Blew me away. How they handled everything, how they set up these characters, how we got introduced to them. And I actually know these characters' name. Hey, check that out. So we got, um, well, I call him Jefferson. I don't think that's his first name. Jefferson. 
No, it is. Jefferson Pierce is Black Lightning and played by the ever so fine guy I know as Scooter from Living Single. <laughs> so just he he nailed it. He nailed it entirely. Like he he's playing this beleaguered dad slash villain slash principal who is trying his best to take care of the people he cares about around him and just feels woefully short of doing everything he can because he knows he can do more but he made a promise to this woman that he loves that he'd stop and then we meet the rest of his family so he's separated from his wife his wife they're divorced but they have these two daughters they've got Anissa and Jennifer Anissa is the oldest and Jennifer is the youngest Jennifer's still in high school Anissa's out of I want to say out of high school She's either in college or she's just full grown and has a full job. One of the two. And um, we're just seeing how life is for them right now in in this city that they're in. I could I, Freedom Land? Is that what they're naming the city? Something of that nature. And I'm not going to lie. When I heard the name of the city, I kind of rolled my eyes. But they've been doing an excellent job of showing the struggles this town is going through this, with between the police inaction or overreaction to certain things and all of the the corruption and criminal activity that's happening in this town and how the people themselves kind of feel helpless. I would love it if we got to see the girls get their powers and really start using them a lot more. We're getting it more with Anissa with the last episode where she was training and testing her ability. And Anissa might have a new girl in her life because sure. But I, I really can't wait until Jefferson figures out his girls have powers. We still haven't seen Jennifer come into anything just yet. It's mostly been Anissa doing her thing. And I know in the comics, I think they're either much younger when they are doing all this. Or I'm thinking of an animated episode or something. But I would like it to pick up the pace just a little bit. It is a mid-season show, which means they don't have a full season you know, behind them which means we're not gonna get a lot of episodes, so I'd like them to pick up the pace just a little bit more. And I am definitely loving this villain with a harpoon. It's, it's just amazing. And I can't wait to see what else they're gonna bring to the foray, to the forefront with this. Jill Scott's one of the major ultimate baddies in this thing. Jill Scott. Okay, so real quick, as a wrap up, I really enjoy using this this little app. This is very interesting. So let's see if I can keep this as consistent as possible. Um, and I'm probably gonna sneak in Magicians at some point. There's another show that I watch. I just finished Happy as well, and that ended up being another show that I really liked and didn't think I was gonna. Both of these are on sci-fi. So I'll probably talk more about that after I watch the latest episodes. I think Happy actually is done for the season, and it was a roller coaster. And how dare they make me have feelings about a homicidal maniac and his sock puppet, imaginary best friend. How dare you? Why am I shedding real tears over this ridiculousness? So. Sci-Fi right now has definitely those two shows out that I'm definitely checking into along with the regular DC TV stuff. Uh, I'm excited for other films that are coming out, so I might include those at some point too. 
Let's see how that all goes down and, and how I can reformat this. I know it's all over the place. I know I forgot a lot of characters' names. I'm gonna try and get better at that and try to get more succinct with the points I'm making on this. But basically, I'm I'm really enjoying the the shows I have, that are on DC TV right now, with the exception of Arrow. I don't watch that show. I got into it for a little bit and then I kind of fell right back out of it. I feel like it treads on the same storylines over and over and over. And like I said before, I'm Batman and Superman out. So it really does feel like I'm watching a live action version of Batman just in green. So also that, but you know, who knows? I might pick it up again. I'm a fan of Katie Cassidy, believe it or not. And I'd love to see how Black Canary is doing everything. At least I, or is it Black Siren? I think it's Black Siren now that they're doing. So either way, I might come back to that. But for right now, this is definitely what I'm checking out. Uh, in terms of Marvel TV, I usually watch the Netflix stuff. I don't keep up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I did not watch uh, whatever that other crazy Inhumans thing. Did not watch that. I know a lot of people liked it. Like a lot of people actually really liked Inhumans. I was not one of them. So... Yeah, not really keeping up on, on that at all. But who knows, in the future, that could all change again because I typically like all things geek. I'm currently really into anime right now too. And I've got started reading manga again. I think that's how you say it. Oh, I'm probably gonna get corrected. So, but I'm definitely checking out My Hero Academia, which is definitely one of the popular ones that's out right now. And I, I got into the show and just loved it, like binged the whole first and set well first half of the season and then the second half of the season i think that was all one season i don't know if that was actually split into two or not but that's what i did so i, I binged all of that and then um i started reading the, the mangas that go on past where this series ended on the you know the tv series so i'm currently reading that i'm on book 10 i think that's what you say or volume 10 of the manga it's just, this is ridiculous. It's just amazing. Like, why am I pulled into these teenagers' lives as they're trying to save the world? There's a hero academy. Like, I'm just, I'm just invested in these characters and I don't understand how this is happening. But it is. It's happening and I'm directly invested. So, I might talk about that more as well. And just, yeah, just random thoughts and whatnot since I'm just venturing into this podcasting territory. So, like I said, I am Joe, aka the Kirby Geeky Fangirl. I usually focus on fandom fashions. You can find me at curvygeekyfangirl.com. I'm all over the socials. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. There's a Facebook page. I'm never on it, but it does exist. It's out there. Just search Curvy Geeky Fangirl because my spelling has got had to get creative because some of these things have character limits. But I'll come right up. Check out my stuff. I'm on fanbros.com as well. And yeah, I'm gonna try and stick with these uh, random recordings of my streaming consciousness. So if you like it, great. I guess I'll see you guys around. Bye.